0: Welcome to Love is Like Sweet Potato Pie, where we talk about love, food, life passions, and all the ingredients that make it happen. And on it, you'll hear dainty morsels of love entanglements, conversations with guests about life passions, topics about bittersweet truths of history, and finishing with the Breaking Bread segment where we dish about the delights of food. You should listen if you love exploring topics that come together like sweet potato pie. Let's talk about something delicious. (laughs) Hey folks, this is episode 26. and We're gonna talk about mental health in the black community. Well, as I was doing a little research about mental health in the Black community, I came across this fascinating author. And she has many videos on YouTube. She's a social worker. And she's nationally renowned as a researcher. She has a new book called Post-Traumatic Slave Syndrome, An American Legacy of Enduring Injury and Healing. Y'all, I I watched like a ton of her videos. She's deep. She is so deep and thorough. She relates um, a lot of the mental health issues that's going on in the black community with slavery. And she's coined it as a post-traumatic Slave Syndrome, which is similar to a PTSD. Dr. Joy DeGruy, she's awesome y'all, look her up on YouTube, and her book once again is Traumatic Slave Syndrome, An American Legacy of Enduring Injury and, and, and Healing. Um, so, As I was looking, I came across an article on the website of Columbia University, the the Department of Psychiatric, and they talked about how roughly 37 million people identify themselves as black or African American in the United States. And so we go from trailblazing pioneers like George Washington Carver, to Dorothy Height, to modern day heroes like Anita Hill, and Neil deGrasse Tyson. Uh, And and, and all these people make up this black community and it has enormous contributions and ongoing fight for social, racial, and economic justice. And despite these efforts, true social justice among the black community will remain incomplete until the mental health disparities are addressed. And so mental health is an essential part of your overall physical health and satisfaction. The black community suffers from an increased rate of mental health issues concerning anxiety and depression. And, and lately, I've, I've heard, you know, that, you know, we're dealing with the coronavirus. And so that's just one more layer on packed of what, you know, we as a community and also individually, you know, we're dealing with economics, we're dealing with our physical health and, you know, our self-awareness. And now, you know, we have the coronavirus on top of that. Not, not to mention the, the the post-traumatic slave syndrome, as Dr. Joy DeGre- Degru talks about, and she gives an example uh, in one of her videos where she says, you know, in a school system, you'll you'll have the difference the disparity of health identification mentally. You have a white teenager and a black teenager. And, you know, teenagers, they, they go through things and they're kind of moody and irritable. When a white teenager has those characteristics going on, they're moody and they're irritable, they'll identify them as being depressed. And they'll get them mental health. For the black teenager that is moody and irritable, they'll identify them as being disruptive. And most of the time with that disruptive label, you know, they're probably sent to detention or expelled from school. And, you know, with the fallout of detention or being expelled, then they're labeled as a problem child instead of getting the mental help that they needed all along. And and for the ones that are uh, addressed and found out to have some mental issues early on, and this is even for adults as well, you know, they're finding out that there is also a disparity in health care where we have either... Not the right type of healthcare care professional to address this issue, or there's none available at all. So um, you know that's something that Taraji P. Henson uh, is is getting behind and advocating health in the black community, health in the black community. She has started an online, therapy that she just recently launched for free for african-americans to get some help it's called no stigmas and they have great core beliefs Uh, every person has a responsibility for their own mental health no one should feel alone in their mental health journey A person is not defined by their diagnosis and should be treated as an individual. It's important to to speak up when you need support or you see someone who needs help. No stigmatizing, respectful language is essential in communicating about mental health. Everyone deserves equal access to the care they need. And so I, I love this organization, No Stigmas, nostigmas.org. You can find them online. Um, it says no one, it said nobody should face mental health and suicide issues alone. Everyone should have somewhere to turn. That's really great. That is great. I love it. And so moving on from that, I like to do a call to action of, you know, in the Anchor app, press the message button, leave me a message, uh, you know, ask me anything, ask me a question or leave a comment. Or you can always email me at love at gmail.com. That's onesweetpotatolove at gmail.com. I also came across... Uh, there's also... There's a National Alliance on Mental Health Issues. And they have facilities in every state. So also that's a resource for you. So this week was National Middle Children's Day. And one of the authors, and she's a folk artist, I featured in season. One was Carrie Williams the Apple Lady and she has a book called Middle Children are Special you can get it on Amazon and so since this week was National Middle Children's Day I'd like to highlight her book as a great book as a paperback book Easy read and it's great for kids. It's not only just for middle children, but it's for children at all, at all of all ages. Uh, they can identify. They'll find their self within that book. They'll identify, um, you know, how important and special they are, whether they're the first, the middle, or the last. And so, I encourage everyone to get "Middle Children Are Special" by artist or author. Curry Williams, and you can find her on Amazon. And so this week was so interesting. I was on the internet just kind of browsing different areas around Atlanta, and I came across the most fascinating article. It was the name of it is Atlanta's Berlin Wall. And I was like, Berlin Wall in Atlanta? What, what, what is going on here? So as I got the reading, I found out that in 1962, Mayor Ivan Allen Jr., and I've recognized that name because there's a street uh, downtown Atlanta which was named after Mayor Ivan Allen Jr. And in 19, 1962... He ordered barricades to be built across two Atlanta streets to discourage black citizens from purchasing homes in an all-white neighborhood. Um, he thought this, you know, would be a good co- compromise, but it, you know, ended up being a, a, a huge backlash, and it was an embarrassment for the city. Because it was nationally uh, 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 put in the media about Atlanta putting up barricades. So what happened, there was a doctor, Dr. Clinton uh, Warner. He graduated from Morehouse and he bought a house in a white neighborhood of Atlanta this white neighborhood, they called it, it's a subdivision of Cascade Heights. It's in a Southwest Atlanta area. It's a um, very prosperous white division at that time. And he bought a home. And after he bought a home in that all white neighborhood, one, is, one of his neighbors called the mayor. And asked and, and asked the mayor to put up a barricade. So what they call it so they wouldn't have any more intrusions in their neighborhood. And the mayor actually approved it. So at the at the crossroads of that neighborhood, they put up a Wooden barrier that said road closed, you know, to keep the black people out of the neighborhood and not buy houses in a neighborhood. That's just how serious it was. And the black community was furious. They put petitions and they, they filed petitions and they had protesters and they picketed at a city hall and they, you know, held signs up saying that Atlanta was, you know, had a Berlin Wall because they were trying to separate communities. And, you know, it it went, at that time, viral. (laughs) Viral from the newspapers and television. And the mayor was criticized for uh, putting a barrier up. But he explained that he thought by putting that barrier up, people would move further north in the Cascade area because there was a bunch of undeveloped land in the northern area of Cascade that could be developed. But um, it didn't. That was just a, a, a serious misstep, and misjudgment in his part for even putting up the barrier uh, at all. And in 19... 19- 63. the very next year in March, March 1st, uh, a judge ruled that the barrier was unconstitutional and, you know, it was taken down. But I thought that was very interesting that at one point Atlanta had an area of town and they was calling it the Berlin Wall. So that was pretty interesting. Uh, That was posted in Atlanta Magazine in December 2011 by Paul Crater. But, you know, despite the misstep that Mayor Ivan Allen Jr. had at that moment, his legacy precedes him, and, you know, he ended up, he shaped, it, his legacy shaped up as a strong leadership of civil rights for the black community. And, and like I mentioned earlier, um, they have actually named a street after um, Ivan Allen Jr., Mayor Ivan Allen Jr. So, like I said, give me a shout out, um, leave me a message, and anchor. You can press that button. Or you can email me at love at gmail.com. I would love to hear your questions and your comments. We're going to wrap it up on our final segment, which is Breaking Bread. You know, I've been on this uh, kick this season to focus and highlight black businesses. And two black businesses I came across this week was Nana Banana. That's Nana with the N, Banana, which is an organic smoothie and juice bar. It's black-owned. It's in Tucker, Georgia. I had a smoothie that was delicious. I'm trying to remember the name of it, but it was really, really good. I can't even, the name escapes me at this point. But it was a really, really, oh, I think it was called um, Pain... Mango management, and so it had a uh, CD, what is that, CBD oil in the smoothie? You know, it's supposed to relieve your pain. I, I don't know, <laughs> I didn't really have any pain, so it wasn't much to relieve, but it was really delicious. It was a perfect blend of fruits, and it was great. It wasn't too sweet, it was just right. It wasn't too thick I loved it so if you ever in Tucker go to Nana banana the they're, they're clean and they're friendly and, and it was great and also the second one is collard green cafe it have southern food everything looked delicious on the bar it was clean as well so support collard green cafe and Nana banana Uh and those that's it folks that is it for this week mental health is real get you some help there's nothing uh, shameful in talking to a therapist and getting the help that you need sometimes you just need to talk to a neutral person not talking to a family member not talking to a friend not even talking to your parishioner, your, your bishop, your preacher or whatever, just talk to a, uh, a neutral individual that could help listen to you and, and help you gain the skills, the mental skills and um, abilities to, you know, work through life. Life isn't easy, but it is rewarding. So you know, like I said, nostigma.org is a free service online. You could look at that. And hopefully you'll get the help that you need if you need any help. I would encourage one everyone, like always, cover up, wear your mask, wash your hands be safe. I love y'all. Until next week, love, peace, and hair grease. Bye.